You're listening to the Between You and Me podcast, brought to you by JesusWire.com, with your host, Jessica Morris. Hello, my friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of Between You and Me, the podcast where musicians talk about the things that hurt, heal and change us in evangelical culture. My name is Jessica Morris and I am your host for the day, as always. Now, if you love today's show, you can go and find us online. We are at betweenyouandmepod.com and you will also find us on Facebook and Instagram at Between You Me Pod. Hit us up and let us know what you think. Send us artist suggestions and we would love to hear from you and get in touch. Also, if you would love to share the hope, which let's be honest, we all need right now, you can go to Apple Podcasts and find us there. Go give us a rating, go give us a review. And send it to one of your friends who you think would love it. Today we have a very special conversation for you with the wonderful Ellie Limebear. And I think that you and they will really love it. But before we get to that, a huge, huge thank you for everyone who has embraced our special episode, Here's to Hope, in the last two weeks. You guys are absolutely phenomenal, totally validates all the work we put into it and it makes me so happy to know that so many of you listened to that and found some solace and peace in these messages and the music of some of our favourite musicians and artists. And if you were new to the podcast family because you heard that episode and it was promoted by your favourite artists, welcome. We love having you here. So excited and I'm really glad you're here today. It has been... um, I feel like to say it's been a tough week in the world is an understatement, but let's be honest, every every week in the last month or, you know, since January has been a tough week in the world. So if today is a, is a hard one for you, I know that for me, the last week has been like trudging through mud and I feel like isolation does that to us. Um, but if today is hard for you for any reason, I hope this gives you some peace and hope. If you are one of our friends in Nova Scotia, I love you and I'm thinking of praying for you as well as anyone else who at the moment is directly impacted by COVID-19 and anything else. We love you and we're glad you're here. We hope that today brings you hope. And, um, you know, the cool thing about Ellie Linebear is that not only does her music sort of encapsulate hope, but when you speak to her, you get this whole idea that it sort of oozes from her pores. She is just a really bright, fun, happy, down-to-earth person, and I think you're going to love her. If you've never heard of Ellie Linebear before, one, she's fantastic. Two, you may have heard of her father, Martin Smith. That's the one, the guy from Delirious, the the uber-successful Christian pop rock band, whatever, from like the 90s and early thousands. That's the one. Ellie is actually his daughter. I had no idea about this before I researched it, because Ellie is so talented in her own right, Um, but we have a really fun chat about her music, but also what it means to find your own identity as an artist uh, and as a Christian. So I think you're really going to love it. A heads up to all our new friends. Remember, you are getting a very quick bio before we go into our interview with Ellie, just to wrap up on what she's done, what she's accomplished and things you should know about her before we jump into it. And then you'll hear our conversation mixed in with tracks from her wonderful new album, Lost in Wonder. It's quickly becoming one of my favorites. Here it is, Ellie Linebear. Before we meet Ellie Linebear, let's make sure that we are pronouncing her name right. Yes, it's spelled like L. 
but pronounced Ellie. And paired with an unusual last name, it is something which makes the upcoming singer-songwriter unique for all the right reasons. You see, Ellie is no stranger to the world of Christian music, conferences, and everything in between. From a young age, she grew up on the road with her father Martin Smith, the lead singer of mega-successful Christian rock band Delirious. Yes, that Delirious, but that doesn't mean that Ellie's path to music was set in stone because for a long time she struggled with stage fright and self-confidence. The now 23-year-old only began singing on stage upon the prompting of her family, where she would hide in the shadows and sing backing vocals. All the while, Ellie grew in her passion for youth ministry and worship, and she eventually led worship and became a youth pastor at their church in Brighton in the United Kingdom. She made the move from BVs to lead singer only a few years ago, after being approached by Christian music label Providence in 2018. Identifying the significance of her hypnotic and ethereal tones, they helped Ellie to create her own sound as someone who would write for those well acquainted with the night. Her first release was a collaboration with One Sonic Society, and their poppy tune Love Song reached 31 on the Christian Airplay charts, showing that she could branch out further than the typical worship genre. She would also appear alongside her father in his rendition of Jesus Only You, live from Bogota, Colombia, in the Ultimate Worship 2018 collection. Building on this momentum, Ellie released her own version of worship favourites like Young and Free's Highs and Lows, Obsession by Delirious and Seasons by Hillsong on YouTube. She built up a huge following in addition to touring on the road and began dropping singles every month. Holding Me Still, Call On Your Name and Maker of the Moon all followed, paving the way for her debut self-titled EP in June 2019. By this point, Ellie was residing for half of the year in Brighton and spending the other six months between Nashville and touring the US. She was well on her way to making a name for herself as a lime bear in Christian music. Combining worshipful elements with ambient, EDM, pop and mellow tones, her goal was to create music that anyone could listen to. And like Lauren Daigle, she has crossed the Christian and secular divide by producing quality music and lyrics that resonate with a vast audience. Following her EP, fans didn't have to wait long for new music. Late last year, Elle dropped a duet with her father, and Lord Have My Heart would become the first new track from her album Lost in Wonder, which came out in February. The 20-track collection was readily accepted by fans and the Christian music community, receiving five stars on Louder Than The Music. Her poppy single What Love Looks Like dropped in March and peaked at 40 on the Hot Christian Songs playlist. And her duet Alive and Breathing with Matt Ma also reached number 12 on the same charts earlier this month. 2020 was set to be Ellie's year for touring, and in March, she was going to lead church services across the globe, in addition to joining Compassion's Roadshow Tour, alongside Bethel Worship, Matt Ma, Peabod, Apollo Limited, and Unspoken. But due to COVID-19, tour dates have been put on hold. This hasn't stopped Ellie from sharing her music with the world, though. And as one of Pandora's Christian music artists to watch, it's fair to say that big things are on the horizon for Ellie Limebear. Once you hear her music, you cannot disagree. I spoke to Ellie about life in isolation, why she wants to create music that transcends culture, and what it means to forge your own path in life. My friends, this is that ever delightful Ellie Linebear. I have to confess, you've been in the Christian music industry for a while now, and I know that you released your album earlier this year. I saw your name come up in my newsfeed and I was like, who's that? And my friends were like, Ellie, Ellie, we love her. And then I got this interview and I was like, I should really look into her. And I looked and it was like, one, I love your music, so it was great. But I was also like, wow, you have quite a history in music itself. Um, So for people like me who have never met you before, (laughs) who is Ellie Lime Bear? 
That is a great question. Who is she? Why is she on here? What's she doing? Um, hello, I am Ellie Linebear. I am 23 years old as of last. Happy birthday. Um, well, thank <laughs> you. Um, I am from England in the UK. I live in Brighton, which is on the sunny south coast, an hour from London. I um, am married to Tom. We've been married for two years now, and I've been pretty much doing like my own music thing for two years, pretty much the same amount of time. And um, I grew up in a very musical family. My dad is a worship leader and was part of a band called Delirious. So I grew up um, touring a lot of my childhood and lots of different concerts and gigs and conferences and grew up in church, never really missed a Sunday, to be honest, but have always been part of like a tight knit community. And um, yeah, but I love, I love music. I love um, young people have got heart for this next generation and um, just all that I, I'm just excited for them and with them and I love creativity I love um, photography and art and design I ran my own photography that's business, cool photography business for a couple of years before I did music stuff definitely thought I was going down that path but God totally took me around the bend and now I'm doing music <laughs> but um, yes this totally wasn't the plan I am literally doing what the Lord is telling me to do every single day but um yeah I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> it sums you up so well I enjoyed that it's lovely to meet you Ellie thank you lovely to meet you um, you mentioned there that you have like a, a family history in music uh, and that you grew up in the church and in that way it's sort of like well Christian music seems natural to you but you also said like that you weren't really planning on going into music and that photography was something you were chasing so how did you actually come to a point where God was like steering you onto this track of let's do an album and tour the world and sing Yes, absolutely. Yeah, it totally wasn't my plan. Honestly, like, I'd, I've never dreamt of even doing music or um, having anything out. Like I was, I've always been quite petrified of stages and microphones, which is very random, but I never wanted anyone to hear me sing. Like I loved singing at home and in my room and at church but I never felt confident to do like, t like school talent shows or anything like that. So it's quite secretive about like my voice um but as growing up in the church I was like asked to um by our worship pastor he one day when I was like 13 said hey I was like why don't you come and um, do like backing vocals and this is when like the church was um the church that we attend now in Brighton it was just kind of starting up we're a year in and he was wanting to gather more people in the team and he was just like Els, why don't you just you know try backing vocals and I had no idea how to harmonize I had no idea like how close to speaking to the microphone wow. like, and that. like I was so petrified and so and I made up so many excuses why I couldn't do it but I eventually gave in I thought why not let's just do it um but it's been opportunities like that and traveling with my dad we as a family used to go on tour every single year with the whole band and the families um go to America or different places for a month and um just been surrounded with that sort of atmosphere and lots of different amazing people but I remember this one time when I was 13 14 that my dad we're in Colombia in South America and he said 
again, the same sort of thing. Like, Els, why don't you just like pop these in ears in and just come sing backing vocals? Like, you can stand right at the back of the stage. You don't even have to turn your mic up. Just why not? You know, like, no one be looking at you. And that's kind of how I just started singing publicly I guess and so a lot of in churches a lot in um like our youth group and singing with dad and like growing my confidence and but again I still didn't think oh this is what I'm supposed to be doing like I didn't think oh great I can't wait you know I'm doing BBs then I'll get to lead and then I'll get to like you know put out an album like that was not on my mind whatsoever I was simply just I just loved singing and I love church and I love um the presence of God so that was definitely not on my mind. But then it was in 2017. We we're on the Outcry tour. Oh, yes. Um, yeah. Familiar with that. Yeah. Um, and we were on that tour in America with my dad and family. And I d- was doing, again, doing like a little bit of backing vocals and that and traveling with dad quite a bit doing that. And he, God just spoke so clearly to me. I was standing in the back of the arena and all these different artists were coming on stage. And again, nothing that's like, um new to me like it was so familiar you know watching different worship sets and but this time it was different and I just heard the Lord so clearly say to me I was like look around like you're going to be doing something similar to this but it's not going to be the same it is going to be different and these people probably won't be coming to your shows or maybe even listening to music but like trust me and just like watch what I do and I was like what "What?" that's incredible (laughs) I was like, no, like, I don't want to do this. Like, I don't like really, like, being on stage. And I don't, I'm not very confident. And I lose my voice every three days. And I can't, you know, what would Ellie, what does Ellie's music sound like? I don't know. Like, I was so young and still so young. But um, he's just been so kind, just opening doors left, right and centre and just letting basically me and my husband just dance through these doors and um surrounding us with people like an amazing label and amazing team to gather around us and so feel so supported and so um encouraged but it's so I still can't believe that this is what I'm doing because I just find it quite funny (laughs) I'm like oh yeah (laughs) like this is now what my life looks like and I sing for and I am an artist and I write music for a living but it's all still bizarre to me seen what love looks like brighter than the morning light tender as the sweetest sound you can turn the tables upside down That's incredible. 
So you mentioned that when you had that moment with God, he was like, it's probably like not these people, not exactly like the same sound. How did you figure out what your sound was and what like the heartbeat of your music was? Yes, I knew that um, what I wanted to create and put out to the world was not just like to chuck it out. And I didn't want to just, you know, for the sake of it, to just do something. Um, I knew it had to be intentional and know what I was doing it for and who do I want to, you know, um, target almost. And I've got such, both me and my husband have got such a heart for young people in this next generation and um, and just you know, I'm the eldest of six kiddos. So I've got five of the people um, who I'm like, I'm wanting to write for, you know, their age and their friends and youth group and friends of friends. And um, I knew I wanted it to be really authentic. Like I, you have to be yourself in this, don't you? And I knew that if I was going to do this, that there was no other option. And um, I didn't want to be want to try to do this or that or sound like this I just I knew I had to write from a place um where I was at and what I wanted to write about and the things that God was teaching me that and you know revealing to me and I had to do something about it you know um but I think you know I listened to a range of music and a lot of worship music but a lot of mainstream music and I just love how diverse it all is and love melodies. I'm a sucker for melodies. So I um I knew that yeah, I just had to be myself in that and just things that I love about other people's music and what I love and not to just like integrate it, but just to learn from them too and just learn how uh, you know the greats do it and learn how um people write and just work out how I do it and how I write and I love co-writing. So with people like that brings me alive. I knew that that's something that I wanted the process to be like with people, with good people who I feel relaxed with and checking up on my siblings, sending them all my demos to make sure like I was staying true to myself and that, you know, <laughs> you know so any good. random lyrics I would, you know, I had, and they're so honest, my siblings, I'd get comments back like, what does that word even mean? <laughs> you know, like, that doesn't even make sense I'm like thank you yes good I need you to tell me this because I'm writing for your generation and this needs to make sense or you know for you to understand so it's been a lot of that but I think um you know learning from others but not focusing too much on that I think and it's just knowing where you're at and um, what comes out of you for sure yeah you're signed to a Christian label would you consider yourself like uh, a Christian musician or a musician who is a Christian? Yeah, that question. I don't know. I I'm a Christian, and I, um, yeah, I guess I'm signed to a Christian label, and it's um, Christian music, like it's hope filled and the truth. So I guess I'm a Christian artist. But to my friends, like to my friends that don't believe um, yet, they will one day. But like they, that doesn't is confusing for them, you know. So when I it to them yeah. they're like oh yeah you don't you just do music that's like hopeful don't you you know the yes. and it's just but for us in our industry like ccm and worship like we know all the lingo don't we we know all the you know the, the spontaneous <laughs> worship and then you know but for my friends who don't believe they they don't really care <laughs> yeah which yeah. is awesome so i love cool. that yeah so yeah 
Yes, I would say yeah. that. <laughs> and I, that's ambiguous and I love it and it makes sense to me. Right. <laughs> I, I get it. that. <laughs> uh, why is now the time for you to release your album? Why, why not? I mean, obviously you never planned on becoming a musician, but like why not years ago when you're like, I could just do this as a kid or wait a few years and be like, let's just see what God does next. Why is 2020 the time for Ellie Linebear to sort of be unleashed to the world with her first yeah, album? that's a great question. I think um, there's a lot of factors to that. I think um, the team that God's like gathered around, we were like with a label and booking agent and so many different people, even like my husband, he does all my management stuff and we get to work together, which is amazing. But I think who he's placed around us and we, you know, we've been in this process for a few years now and working out, you know, what does Ellie sound like? Who does she want to aim this at? You know, all those sort of questions like fonts mm-hmm. and branding, you know, there's so much that goes behind that is behind the scenes to the music, you know, and um, videos and blah, 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 blah. But um, I just, like 2020, when, you know, we're even chatting to the label about when to put out singles and when to, you know, strategies. There's so much that goes behind it. But um, I think we all just agree, like 2020 would just be a great stamp of, you know, to release a project. And last year in 2019, I released a single every month between January and June and then released an EP and so it was like a little snapshot into you know and loved that and loved how people um could latch onto a song every month and to look forward to that but it felt like this year it's like oh now's ready for a full thing now's ready now's the time to release a more full and compilation thing you know like a whole range of sounds and um songs you know bunch of new songs as well as the EP songs so it felt like these ne- these songs needed to come out and because it came out of a season all of last year really these new songs that is like oh now's the time um for them to be released and um, yes so yeah I'm, I'm happy like with how it's gone and the stories that are coming out of it that it feels it was the right time and that God's God's yeah. for sure. I think 2020 is a really bizarre year so far. I mean, not even halfway through it. Um, and the whole world is sort of like nothing is going to plan. Um, how how do you see God like still working and like filling his purpose through you and your music, knowing that maybe 2020 isn't looking like you had planned it, or is it going to involve all the touring that you would hope for and things like that? Yeah, totally. It's a weird one, isn't it? Because um, for all of us, you know, we've all had plans for this year, or maybe that's, you know, seeing people or tours or holidays even and weddings and so many things that each of us would have booked in. But um, yeah, all all my work's pretty much kind of vanished until September. And then hopefully then like still maybe something will come up we're gonna um, hold we're gonna hold fast and be like come on September, come on um but I I've just God's really been teaching me like what I'm clinging on to at the moment and what I've I'm relying on and just asking the questions of like oh what if you know what if I never went on tour again um, in my life. You know, what would that look like? And um, would I be okay with that? Would, what would 
um, I do. Well, how about if I got dropped from my label? Like, what would life look like? Would I, like, am I still on the course, on, you know, on my mission? Am I still on the right path? And um, just asking all those questions, you know, and not being afraid to ask them because it's like anything can happen, like we've found out with um, the coronavirus. Like, everything can stop and pause. And um, yes, it can be scary. And yes, we can, um, you know, wallow in our or sorrow and think it's the end of the world but actually like god doesn't work in like a worldly level like he's way above it above this you know and he works on a different economy like he doesn't have to go by um different economies you know he he can provide he can bless he can he's the creator and um he can do what he wants so i know that our lives are in his hands like the best hands that there is so even if like who knows with my music you know people can stream it at the moment and maybe buy a cd or but yes the touring thing that's not available right now but I trust that God is like doing good in all of this you know I trust that he's still meeting people and still um yeah guiding and helping and I just I hope that my music can be a help in this season for people and to cling on to hope and um, joy for sure but um, I try not to even think about it too much because it's like I'm such a tiny fish you know we're all tiny fish <laughs> there's so many bigger things happening and um, yes it'd be great if we could tour again another day but honestly if like nothing else um, happens and I just get to like be at home with my husband or you know and bake bread like okay lord like I, I can I could live yeah. with that you know um and just live for the simple things and love on people love our neighbors like more than ever I'm learning that scripture of love your neighbor it's like so real oh, yeah. in this time when we're literally side by side each other and we're all in need and we're all um needing help or some more than others like our oh, neighbor's disabled and she's needing like her bins taken out every day or groceries picking up and it's like oh wow like we really um yeah that's what we can do in this season isn't it it's not just about the big things and um life's so much more than that and it's yeah helping helping our neighbors helping and loving on people for sure to talk about one of our amazing sponsors. 
Do you create wedding videos, podcasts, ads, content, maybe even one of those slideshows while you're trying to move your church into the 21st century? Well, Soundstripe is the answer to all your problems. The ultimate music stock site made for video producers, they offer a great variety of high quality royalty free songs and have an unlimited licensing model. This is literally one of a kind in the industry. And that is because it was created by musicians. With a monthly or yearly fee, you have unlimited access to world-class music. We are talking composers like Aaron Sprinkle and Matt Winton. Every time you license a song through Soundstripe, the royalty goes straight back to the musician. With curator playlist, new music every week, and more than 30,000 special effects, this is the ultimate source of music for creatives. Trust me, I've been using this since day one with Between You and Me, and I can tell you that any background music you are hearing comes directly from Soundstripe. They are absolutely incredible. When you sign up for Soundstripe today, you can get 10% off using the code UMEPOD. That is soundstripe.com with the code UMEPOD. And now, back to the show. So tell me more about about the album and um, what love looks like. Hang on. Yes, yes. yes. I was like, yes, that's it. Um, that's yeah. The album is not. Oh dear me! Yet. Dang it! That was a single, wasn't it? <laughs> that was so close. That was a single. So, uh, so tell me the about album. the album. <laughs> yes, I can tell you about the album. Lost in Wonder. Um, this. Yeah, it's a collection of songs um, written with so many beautiful people in the UK and America. Produced, there's, I think there's six different producers on this album, but um, I was definitely focusing on uh, writing for young people um, in youth groups and involved in church, but also people who don't know Jesus yet. Lots of my friends I thought and prayed for as I was writing, crafting these songs that one day they will know him, but just a, like a taster and a little glimpse into um, the hope and the joy that we have, we have as Christians and followers of Jesus. Um, but it, yeah, there's a whole collection of songs and different styles, lots of like dancey, like, you know, take your hair down, get on the so table, good. dance, you know, you know, have a party, um, put it on your party playlist, those sort of songs, but also lots of just um, meditative, lamenting songs and songs that you'd maybe put on your chill playlist or just type the Lord on your own, um, some congregational stuff, but it's really just a whole concoction of <laughs> things. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just, I really hope and pray that these songs just lead people to a place of wonder and um, to become childlike again I think that's something that the Lord's been showing me and teaching me about is you know growing younger and to not get things so complicated and mm-hmm. twisted and um, our wires all tangled but actually to keep the main thing the main thing and just to follow the spirit to choose joy to um, say no to fear to um, let freedom come you know and just yeah to just be in awe and wonder at him what he's doing at his timing and his goodness his creation there's so many things that we can be grateful for and thank him for and see his hand all over so it's just it's all about that really I I was listening to it last night my time and I don't know if this will make any sense to you but when I I generally like I hear God really more distinctly and clearly when I'm out looking at the night sky. And when I listened to your album, it sounded like that. 
I don't, yeah, oh, I, wow. I can't articulate it, but it sounded like, like whatever God, like it's something bigger than what we are. And it is that. And um, it was really beautiful that wow. you somehow managed to pull that into a song. And obviously that's God's spirit, but there's something really, really special about that. And needed. Wow, I love that. Yeah. Yes, because I, you know, we want to be taken to a place of wonder, don't we? we want to be, um, I don't, you know, take us, Lord, to a place where I don't know. We can see that you're in control and that you're bigger than all of this. And I love that. I love the night sky and, um, yeah, it's that's so beautiful. Do you have a favorite track on the album, or is it too difficult to choose one? I think I th- I really love the song Angels. That's the one that stood out to me. Yes. Yeah. Really? Yeah, it's beautiful. Oh. Oh, thank you. Yeah, that's that's probably one of my favorite songs and I just yeah, I I love it and I know it's helped me do so many different things and I hope it just helps so many other people too. It's like I wrote that song for people struggling with suicidal thoughts and just um just so I've been you know so overwhelmed by um just like the trend of suicide at the moment and that it's just become a popular thing and uh, but it's yeah it's so devastating and so awful so I wrote that out of a time when I heard someone who a young person who tried to commit suicide so it was very fresh like the next day and that's kind of what came out but um yeah I just hope it meets people in those moments and not only that just in life you know the the dark times that we have and even the like the good times that there's angels always around us on guard for us that's incredible because I I have my own mental health journey too and so like I didn't pick up on that when I was listening to angels but it makes so much sense now that it resonated with me because I was like I get oh, that. Wow. And I just, I have I have so many wow. friends who are Christians and who aren't Christians who will just latch on to that mm-hmm. because it just sounds like hope. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. And that is, that is my hope and my prayer that people can, you know, in the darkest of moments, who knows what people, you know, will turn to and go to. But I just hope that that song can be something that people can eat on, you know, and wash over them, I'm sure.
speak, it's so evident that you know God so well and that you love him so much. Like, and I could hear it in your music too. There's just something so, so profound, like so profoundly close. You guys just know each other. Um, and I love that. And I, I love how, how that just exudes from you. Um, how did you come mm-hmm. to a point where you you and God were that tight? Because I know, like, I grew up in a Christian family as well, and it, it doesn't just happen. You don't just sort of stumble into a relationship with God. There has to be a point where you're like, yeah. this is mine. Yes. No, I, um, yeah, I was brought up in a Christian home, so always encouraged to go to church and be part of kids group and all of that jazz, youth and stuff. But um, my parents were very much... Um, encouraging each of us each of my siblings to know God for ourselves and they always said like hey guys like we're like we have our relationship with God but it's like up to you you know it's you can't live off our relationship or our faith with God like you have to you know find your way and get to know him for yourself and I remember when I was seven years old I can't believe how young that was but just like in my room on my own just crying and crying crying like asking for Jesus to be my friend and I know so sweet so young (laughs) um but I remember and I remember how sweet and simple it was that um that question and and I just know that um he's been with me all this time and taught me so much I've you know there's life can throw so much at you can't it and um high school can be tough and I was the only Christian in my school so like navigating that and with like a dad who's a worship leader and is not a normal job and who go you know I go to church every Sunday and I do this and I don't do that and blah 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 um I've always known that yeah we need our own relationship don't we and that he's he's so after each and every heart and um but it's definitely it's discipline isn't it and it's um I sometimes think like I picture Jesus when maybe I'm not paying attention to him or um I'm on my phone too much or I'm getting distracted or something I just picture him just sitting next to me just like crossing his legs and just like waiting and um that image of like he's always there he's always willing he's always waiting for us to speak or um to have a conversation or to cry with you know he's there and he's never going to go away he's so close to us that um but we just it's us who needs to lean in it's us um yeah to step to step closer and then he'll step even closer so it's a process isn't it life is full of them stepping closer and stepping back and you know is this right is this not right but yeah I I can't deny that he's so real you talk about your music crossing divides um and you, you can tell in your music because it's it's distinctly about God like when you know God you're like oh yeah those lyrics I get that but also it has a sound that is not at all CCM it's just like your own unique pop synth you wrote this it's your it's your soul you can tell that it's just your music for others um how how does a song about gods like cross divides and stigma uh for people who 
don't know about Christian music or don't like Christian music or perhaps don't even have a great relationship with the church? Like what what what's the what's the purpose and the power of having a, a quote unquote Christian song or a song about God for those people? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um all of us like good things, don't we? All of us want to hear good news over bad news and wanna hear um yeah hopeful things or things that we can look forward to or cling on to whether we're saved or not you know that we all want to hear that don't we a good news report over a bad news report and I think with like my music like I know that's what I want to give people I want to bring is like good news it's hopeful like it does your life doesn't have to look like this or um maybe you're trapped in fears like oh do you know that you can be free of that like that's happened in my life I was trapped in I've been trapped in fear and feel helpless or anxious, you know, like there's another route. And I don't think, I think, I honestly think um, in this day and age, people are becoming more and more open. And um, especially in the UK, like when I was growing up, like being a Christian was like the weirdest thing. You know, if you were the Christian, if you were a Christian, like you would stand out like a sore thumb and it's not the cool thing to do but I feel like in the states it's like lots of people would call themselves a Christian it's like the more common thing you know um but where I'm from it's um yeah it's 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 it is the weirder thing to do but I do think that even like grime music and people like Stormzy and even Kanye West right now like his um it's like blurring the lines and I think it's so beautiful that people are seeing um like great music like musically you know, composition and melodies and riffs and all of that they can be paired with like great lyrics and it doesn't have to slam yes. one another or swear a ton or you know like we don't actually need that it's actually so tiring for our ears to hear like swear word after swear word or you know these negative things they actually um have an effect on us whether we like it or not and whether we believe or not but to have you know to listen to encouraging uplifting hopeful lyrics or even a fun beat like that's a shift that has a shift on us doesn't it um so I think yeah that's kind of my aim is um whether you're a believer or not you know I have so many friends who don't know Jesus yet but I hope that when they listen to my music that they um feel invited and like part of something bigger and that it's they're not alone and there's joy to be found and um something um to live for bigger than themselves you know so yeah that's definitely I know you hear
something that even I brought up at the start was that your dad was the front man of Delirious. Um, And as I was preparing for this interview, I was like, don't focus on that, Jessica, because Ellie is her own person and her own artist and she has her own life. Um, Has it been challenging in any capacity to separate your musical identity from your father's, um, even in terms of like press and things like that? Um, Do you know, at the start, there was a time where even like choosing my name, there was a slight, you know, slight thing where some people um, encouraged me to go with Ellie Smith before I got married. Um, Actually, no, this is when I was married. I was already married. And some people were like, oh, why don't you just stick to like Ellie Smith? Like people will get to know you more and your music will go wider. I knew in my heart, I was like, no, like I'm a line bear now. I'm going to be a freaking line bear the rest of my life. Yeah. So like, I'm like, yes, dad's amazing. And dad, Smith, I loved being a Smith, but now I'm a line bear and this is um, what I'm about. And it's a new season. It's like a line in the sand. And um, I love dad so much and I love my family, but um, there's, yeah, that can be, that was a thing, you know, but um, to be honest, there hasn't been much crossover like yes we've like done tours together and we did a song Lord You Have My Heart last year and that was super fun but I don't I honestly don't feel pressure like lots of people ask me like oh it must you know so much pressure like blah 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 but I I really don't feel it and dad does not put that on me my mom doesn't like they're so um encouraging and freeing that they know that we're doing something different and it's not the same as dad and it's different people and it's a different generation. Um, but there are similarities. That's what, you know, people pick up on. It's similar. Um, even like gestures and how I talk or um, even like similar style songs maybe or um, similar lyrics where it like crosses over to Christian and like mainstream thing. But um, I love that. I'm like, yes, that's good that, you know, stuck with yes. family. Like, I'm, you know, I'm his daughter. That's so cool. How, like, it's in the blood. <laughs> like, it's all good. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I take it as, like, a privilege that I'm, you know, it's, it's now come come through me and I'm singing a new thing and um, similar in some aspects, but also yeah. super different. Yeah, that's cool. I get that. I couldn't, as I was anticipating this, I was like, I can't imagine sort of walking that line knowing that like this is just who you are but just having that that facet to the side that people at different times would bring up um and you you approach it so graciously which is very kind of you (laughs) because I would also understand if you were just like let's just talk about this the entire time um and so you do it really honestly which is really kind of you oh no I love him he's one of my favorite people um you mentioned earlier that that you like you are so passionate about the next generation that you you've done youth ministry that you lead worship and all that sort of stuff um and because of that given what we are going through in the world right now um I wanted to ask you what is the uh, this coming generation offering to the world now that we need to listen to and hear hmm yeah I think um, so many things actually I think one thing that I'm that I learn from even like the youth group that we serve at um, is that they're very present 
and um which is like good and bad too I'll say that that they're um not looking to their future a ton but they they're able to be present and in the moment and um you know they're so devoted to their friends and relationships and love their friends so much you know and I think that's what I learned so much from this generation uh they're intentional and um all that thing but I think yeah they're how they're present and like in in the zone you know is really I admire that so much um and that they're hungry like I I know that they're shifting things you know all like the climate stuff even like it blows my mind and um the passion there's like passion there and hunger and they want to change things and uh see a difference uh, to in so many different areas but yeah I, I think yeah they're hungry they're passionate but they're present too your birthday last week the week before uh what is the best birthday present you have ever received oh that's a great question I remember when I was I've had so many great (laughs) presents but I remember when I I remember when I was younger I think I was probably like nine I was so pumped because I got um like a hula hoop thing but like no, what was it? It wasn't even hula hoop thing. It was like something on the floor, and it would go around. You would have to like jump over it, and it would spin. Around oh, it's so cool! I don't know what it was, yeah. but I, I first time in my life. On that yeah, <laughs> it makes me think of one of the one of the things you'd see on the ads during cartoons on a Saturday morning, and you're like, I have to have it. Yeah. My parents need to get that for me. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I don't even know what it was, but I had to <laughs> <in my life. laughs> um, what is your favorite album ever? Any genre? A top three is okay as well, or a handful. Oh, okay. I would have to say Bon Iver. Um, What album? Maybe For Emma, I go. Is that the one? That's a beautiful one. Um, I would have to say Stephanie Gretzinger's. Oh, Long yes. Game. Yes. Oh, that's so beautiful. Um, Oh gosh, there's such good music out, isn't there? Oh, I'd, I would, you know, what I'd say, I would say like the Black yes! Eyed Peas. I grew up in that <laughs> one of their crazy albums, or Bombay Bicycle Club, actually. Great, I love, I love all their stuff. That was so it was it was random actually. and perfect. I loved it. <laughs> I was like, I feel like I'm getting to know you so much better through this whole thing. It's awesome. Yeah. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> My last question for you um, is if you could go back to 14-year-old Ellie when her dad was encouraging her to put in some in-ears and sing into a mic at the back of the stage, what would you tell her knowing what you know now? Wow. Um, gosh, what would I tell her? I would say to her, it's okay. Um, you can be a bit bolder, I would say. Like you you don't have to live in fear too much. Like you can kick that straight out. Um, and just, yeah, you can be a bit bolder. just so much fun like I felt straight away she makes you feel at ease and I don't know whether it's because she's British and I'm from Australia and my family descended from British convicts so we sort of have a similar way of talking but uh, straight away I just sort of felt like at home with her and I think it has a lot about her as a person and the music she creates so thank you Ellie you are a legend so grateful for you and I had a lot of fun getting up at 6am to talk to you it was totally worth it thank you if you guys would love to connect with Ellie go for it she is an absolute gem now you can find her on socials and everything but remember even though her name is Ellie it is spelt like L E L L E you can find her on your socials at L underscore line bear that is E L L E underscore L I M E bear literally like a lime and a bear and you put it together and it's something that we didn't know we needed until this moment because it's so much fun you can also go and pick up her album or any of her singles now the album is lost in wonder and it is beautiful find it on apple or spotify wherever you stream or buy music it'll get you through some really rough days while we're all isolating from COVID 19 that is all for this week's episode thank you guys thank you for always showing up for being here, for hoping when we are struggling to find hope. I appreciate you and uh, I'm so glad to do this with you. Please stay tuned and if you haven't hit subscribe yet, go hit subscribe because we are back next week with a very special episode from someone in country music. Even if you don't like country music, hang in there and stick with this one for me because I'm not hugely into it either, but we get to talk about some really cool stuff and learn how Honestly, we all express ourselves and our struggles through music differently. So I think you're really going to enjoy this artist and I can't wait for that. In the meantime, my name is Jessica Morris and I'm grateful that you're here. Here's to hope. Another night we'll sleep is separate. Anything we shouldn't say, we said it. This bed never felt so cold. And even though we're both hard-headed, so we'd both forget it But we're bad at letting things go
was something so stupid. This room never felt so dark. Same team, but it's like we're losing. Makes me wonder if we'll ever get through it. I just wanna lay in your arms. Thank you for listening to the Between You and Me podcast. Stay connected by visiting www.betweenyouandmepod.com. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes or Stitcher. For more Christian news, reviews, and interviews, get plugged in to jesuswire.com.